Welcome to another episode of Not So Popular Opinions. Today I'm speaking with Ashley Scott about LGBT issues. Before we start, I'd like both of us to state our sexual orientation and uh, gender identity. So I'll go ahead and start. I'm a, a dangerous straight white male. Oh, hot damn. Um, I am, I identify as a woman, and um, I am pansexual. Right. Can you um, explain what exactly pansexual is? Uh, pansexual is, I can Google it if you need me to, but it is... I'm aware. Okay. But just for people who are listening. <laughs> um, pansexual basically is you don't care what is in your pants, you care is what is in their heart. Like my example, I think dicks are gross, and I think pussies are gross. I care what's in your chest, not in your fucking pants. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we're going straight there. Okay. Well, I guess we can start off with the most current thing in um, the news and in politics right now, which is a Supreme Court case that's going on. It's three different cases but one ruling will affect all three cases, and that is uh, three people have been fired. I think they've all been fired. I actually don't know the complete specifics of their different cases, mm -hmm. but the argument being made by their lawyers to the Supreme Court is that them being fired uh, was due to sex discrimination, but they were fired due to uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. One was a trans woman. One, I have no idea what his story is. And the other was fired, I think, just for being gay. And so their their argument is that under the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, which sets the precedent for you're not allowed to discriminate against potential employees mm -hmm. or employees based on sex, that sex applies to sexual orientation and gender identity. Let's see. Nobody should really be fired just because of their sexual orientation. Like, if you fucking suck at your job, yeah, you should be fired. But you shouldn't be fired because you're a guy fucking guys or you're a girl screwing around with girls or you're screwing around with everybody. But you shouldn't be fired because of sexual orientation. I know back in the 80s, when the AIDS thing was going around, the, you know about that? Uh, just like when AIDS, you know, was first hitting the mainstream yeah. information, people knew about it and mm -hmm. all that. Um, a lot of the landlords, if they found out that you're gay or you had AIDS in the wintertime, they would shut all your heat off. They would shut your electricity off just so you would die. Or try to get you to leave, go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Huh. But. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, uh, before we get to the next part of that part of it, uh, because you mentioned housing and you mentioned uh, HIV or AIDS, but same, not same thing, but they go hand in hand. Housing discrimination. Uh, I'm assuming that you believe that under no circumstances there should be housing discrimination. In context of what we're talking about, specifically gender orientation, sexual, or gender identity, sexual orientation. No, because you need a place to live just like yourself does or myself does. Um, it shouldn't matter. You're just 
living. It doesn't matter what you're doing in your house. I mean, I guess unless you're smoking meth or doing inappropriate things with children, but... Right. But what would you... But, okay, so I agree morally, but disagree on a political basis, but not because I don't think they don't deserve housing, mm-hmm. but because uh, looking at a landowner's point of view. So let's let's say I'm a, or a landlord, a landlord. I only own two different properties, mm-hmm. right? Let's say I am a devout Christian or whatever, and I want to use my home to give a home to a good Christian family. Should I be allowed to choose who lives in my property or not? It is your property. I'm not... Oh, shit. You got me there. (laughs) But yes, you do get to choose who stays on your property because it is yours. I understand where you are coming from. Um, But, like, say there is a family with kids and then you're a gay couple. You would more likely give your rent or whatever your property to the people that have the children. That's where you need to be leasing out to because they have kids. They would need that more than what couple B would need. What if the uh, gay couple had uh, adopted children? That I don't know. Because then it still goes straight to uh, straight Christian quote-unquote normal family uh, gay couple adopted children. See, then that way, then I would look at it financially, like, do, like, a credit check. Like, okay, so if, like, the straight couple, they had, like, shitty credit and they're always behind and can never pay their shit, then, no, they wouldn't be where you're renting from. And if the gay couple had, like, you know, awesome credit, it was always on time on their bills and stuff, then, yeah, they would need to get the housing that you're wanting to lease. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and, 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 and one thing I think we can definitely agree on, regardless of my thoughts on on uh landlords that have a small because i would only defend landlords that have a small amount of properties to rent Mm -hmm. but if it's someone who owns let's say a apartment complex that has 30 units in or or whatever they shouldn't be allowed to just because that's just too many housing that you're allowed to not provide to people yeah but if you own two to i don't know let's say uh, uh, the max five if you only own like five different properties Mm mm-hmm whatever i think you should be allowed to decide who can live in those properties now let's say if you are a landowner that owes individual homes but you have like 15 homes in one location that's too that you own too many homes to be able to discriminate against who lives in them all right and then the the other thing which was the um hiv and aids is um the military service so i if I remember this correctly. It is currently and has been for a while, Ill- not illegal, but um, isn't it the "don't ask, don't tell"? I don't know if that has to do with that or not. I don't know if that has to do with sexual orientation or if that has to do with HIV and AIDS or both. Because I don't remember. I know that was put into place. I was like eight. Yeah. So I don't know a whole. I don't lot even about know. That. I don't even know if that's still in effect or not. I do know that I'm pretty sure it, it right now it is in effect that people that have HIV or AIDS. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, sorry, because Donald Trump last year, 2018, uh, passed something called uh, 
can't deploy get out, I think is what it was called, which is if you're serving in the military or going to serve in the military, if you can't be deployed for any reason, which would be having HIV or AIDS because mm-hmm. that is a blood, like you can get that from blood yeah, contact. Yeah, you can which pass get, that on to a lot of people and fuck some shit right, up. Right, yeah, yeah. There's multiple wounded or whatever. Um, and, and medics, you know, yep. in-field medics aren't going to have time to... Yeah. Take the precautions to be able to do that. Like, I cut hair, and you know this. Mm. Like, we have to take special precautions because we don't know, like, what you have. It's not, like, if we ask you, hey, you know, just nonchalant, hey, do you have something I need to know about? It's not because we're like, oh, we're trying to out you because you're gay. It's no. Mm. We need to know if you have HIV, if you have AIDS, if you have something in case. Because we cut ourselves all day long. If you look at our knuckles, they're just, like, little V's. Right. From where we cut ourselves, it's, like I said, it's not to out anybody. It's to provide safety against, or for our people and for our families, like, the, what, you can't be deployed if you have HIV or AIDS, which I totally get, because your medics don't have time to fuck with that shit. Right, it's too, it's too much, it's, a, it's safety measures. It's yeah. too much of a risk to allow people that have HIV, AIDS, or I'm pretty sure hepatitis C as well, um... I know as well hep can't. A is, or is it B, is called sores. I'm not too sure about it. I'm pretty C. sure you can serve if you have hep B. I may be incorrect, though. I know for sure that hep C, I think I know for sure anyway, <laughs> that hep C can't. Um, but yeah, okay, so we can agree that it is not discriminatory in a um, civil rights sense to not allow people with HIV. And HIV and AIDS isn't only a um, same-sex issue. That which a lot of people, I mean, mainly it is, but a lot of people who are straight also have AIDS and yeah. HIV. So, like pregnant women, they can easily pass that on to their unborn child. Just like if you have, I think it's chlamydia or gonorrhea, you can pass that on right. while you're giving birth. Yeah. So it's not just a gay or straight thing. It is both sets of people can have it. Yep. And, and people that have anal sex specifically. Yep. Easiest way to contract that. All right. Okay. Well, we agree on that. So there's one thing so far. Um, so t- so going back now to the whole uh, Supreme Court case about sex being the same thing uh, legal-wise as sexual orientation and gender identity, do you think that is the case, should be the case, or not? For, for what? For whether or not the Supreme Court should rule that sexual orientation discrimination and gender identity discrimination are the exact same thing as sex discrimination. It it can and can't be like you, like in some places overseas, you can be fired just because you're a woman right. or over this way. You know, some people like Chick-fil-A specific, if they find out that they you're gay, they fire you. They will find a way to fire you. It doesn't, they'll make up. Oh, you were late twice. You're gone. But you also have to look at your. But they com- make some damn good chicken. <laughs> I personally don't like it. My IBS is like, oh hell no. <laughs> but you also have to take a look at your company's procedures. Like, it, like I said, if you suck at your job, you fucking suck at your job, and you need to be gone. Right. But if they are firing you just because you like women or you like men or you identify as this or you identify as that that you shouldn't be able to fire people just because of that it's kind of if you think about it too 
It'd be like firing somebody just because they got a new tattoo. Yeah, I don't, yeah, depends on what that tattoo is. <laughs> you get you get fuck tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> Sorry, but you should. <laughs> I think they should be able to fire that person. Yeah, especially but. if it's on like, the back of your neck. Yeah. I had this dude the other day that had like fuck tattooed behind his ear. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. Um, so. I'm not going to keep going on about this. I'm going to give my thoughts real quick on the uh, the sex and the Supreme Court case thing. Is I've so I've read some of the arguments that they've made, which is like for example, for a transgender person who mm-hmm. hasn't gone through any uh, procedures or anything to transition, and they're basically just a man wearing a dress at mm-hmm. at that point in time. Yes, that it's sex discrimination because it is a man wearing a dress, which. That argument kind of makes sense because it is a man wearing a dress and they would be fired because they are a man wearing a dress. However, businesses are allowed to have their own dress codes in place. Yes. And if you are a man and you were working there and presenting yourself as a man and you haven't done anything to present yourself as a woman other mm-hmm. than wear a dress, you're violating dress code. And I see that because you are violating the dress code. But if you go up to your manager... Or whoever's in charge be like, hey, I identify as this. Um, some of them be like, okay, follow female dress code. Yeah. yeah. When I worked at um, the youth home that uh, I was in, the, well, I don't know, I wasn't in it, but I was a youth traffic in a conversation between my CEO and my manager. And they were having that exact conversation. They And he, my, the CEO pulled me into it. It was like, if Trevor wanted to come in here dressed as a woman the next day, I wouldn't care. But say one of our CRSs, which go to court and mm-hmm. stuff for the kids, if uh, one of them wanted to wear a dress and they were a man, that's a problem because they're going out and, you know, presenting themselves wearing a dress with a beard or whatever. I don't know. But that was like a little anecdote from a conversation I've actually heard in the workplace rather than listening to the reading someone else's. Now, in Amy's case, which is the transgender woman mm-hmm. Supreme Court case. Uh, I again, I haven't read her case, so I, I don't read know any of this. I'm like, okay, what the hell? Yeah, going I, on? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's under the radar. There's, I mean, everyone's just talking about impeachment and all that other stuff. So no one the normal shit, right? Like impeach the giant Dorito. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know if she did have a conversation with them. It's it sounds like from the little bit that I've read that she did just show up you know, wearing women's clothing one day, yeah. which I think, yeah, if you're going to do that, you should have a, should go to your manager, have tell, a conversation about yeah, it, disclose them, hey, this. Hey, you know, this is what's going on. And then most of them be like, okay, cool. Just follow what you identify as dress code. Yeah. And, and, and then if they have a problem with it and fire you just because you came out and said, Hey, I'm trans. Then I think you have more of a case than saying, Hey, I was fired. Cause I came in wearing a dress one day. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the last bit on this is my thoughts exactly on, on whether sex should include those two things is one, it kind of completely, to me, there's a bit of a hypocrisy between, I mean, like mainstream outspoken LGBT advocates mm-hmm. who say that gender and sex are two different things. They've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. I remember hearing something like that, like. 
I I see both sides, but like on your fucking driver's license, it says sex, male or female. Yeah, and they in in you know in Indy, I think it's Indy, Indiana. They are trying to get it to where you can change that, I've and it says gender. That. They said they're they said we're going to get it to where you can change your gender on there, but it doesn't have gender on there. It has sex. So now we've moved the goalpost from sex and gender being two different things, sex being biological and gender being social yes. construct construction. To now, since it fits your ability to the Supreme Court case and to legal things like a driver's license, now all of a sudden, sex and gender is the same thing. Which is what conservatives and scientists have been saying for the whole time and being called bigots and homophobes and transphobes for saying that exact same thing that they're now saying. I said, I see both sides. Like, I can see the gender is what you feel and sex is or no the opposite way around is what you are but i also see the scientific part of it so i'm just right there in the middle i'm like hmm. whatever you touch y'all's goats i don't care but on the driver's license things you can now i think in the state of indiana put your gender down as x what? yeah so you know i do remember seeing something that was a government thing online that had to be filled out and there was yeah male female x so now you say that, that sounds familiar. That's, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I understand why they're doing it because some people are like, I, I'm neither masculine or feminine. But that could cause a lot of problems, especially like medically, like with your anatomy. Like if you have to go to the hospital and they have to, I don't fucking know, do something that has to do with hormones. Um, That could really seriously fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. I think what they need to do on your driver's license is maybe put, like, say you're transgender and you're going from male to female, put something, some indicator, so they know, like, if they have to do something with your endocrine system, that it's don't that they're going, becoming a, how am I going to word this? Becoming a female. There we go. Yeah. And, and, and... Well, I think it also makes it difficult crime-wise. Mm-hmm. So let's say you aren't a surgically transitioned or hormonally transitioned uh, transgender person. <laughs> and so so you are uh, just a man wearing a wig and a dress, makeup, and you do look kind of feminine, which some do. But And, and then you, your driver's license says X or female, you commit a crime... You take all that off, present yourself as male again. I mean, they still be able to get you because of your name and all that. But it's still, I imagine it would make it probably a little bit more difficult to do that. Yes. Or at least they would provide some pretty large confusion, legal-wise. Yeah, because I know, like, you remember they go for looking for a suspect. It's like, they're this tall, brown hair, blue eyes, and I think they're this. They're male, female. Right. Because like, who am I looking out for? A guy or a woman? What? <laughs> what am I looking out for? Dick or titties? <laughs> or both. <laughs> or, like, for all you know, they could be a freaking drag queen. You mm-hmm. don't know. But, so, so to, so to end on, on that subject is, oh, man. Where was I? Oh, oh. Uh, so they say that, that the sexual orientation, gender identity is not, oh, it, there's no federal law protected Actually, hold on. I think that's what I have a... Yeah, I have a quote on that real quick. Hold on. This is the only thing I got from something. This is from pridelegal.com. 
and they stay they state that there is still no federal law prohibiting employment discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. That's not true. Because the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, is used for the EEOC laws, which apply to every business with over 15 employees. And in the EEOC laws, it states that you cannot discriminate on, uh, for, for any reason, a potential employee or an employee, including firings. And in that, uh, the, the, re- the things you can't discriminate them for is those two things. Because I know it's like uh, race, religion, disability, age, age, sexual uh, orientation, orientation, gender. Like I know, like for example, like if you're pregnant, a lot of people they they don't want to hire. Like if you're heavily pregnant, days away from giving birth, they really don't want to hire you because it's like we're gonna hire you, and like a few days later, you're gonna be on right. maternity leave, and we're gonna pay you while you're not working. After we just hired you. Yeah, like, because so. we had a lady at the nursing home I worked at. Uh, she came in for an interview, and she went in the labor in the interview. It's like, well, I don't think we're hiring oh, wow. her. Jeez. Yeah, that's probably a... But, and then, and then there's the thing, is that even with the EEOC already in place, and some companies that have affirmative action programs still discriminate in hiring practices, they just make it unclear that they're doing it for discriminatory reasons. Mm -hmm. And so the last thing about workplace discrimination is do you think that workplaces should be allowed in any capacity to discriminate during hiring processes? I think people should be protected from being fired for discriminatory reasons, but Mm -hmm. not not hired. Like, I can understand, like, from a business point of view, like... For example, I cut hair. If you have one arm, I'm probably not going to be able to hire you because you got to hold the comb in one hand and the scissors in the other. Right. You're gonna be you're gonna be messing up people's hair. But like I like I said, I can understand where you're coming as a standpoint from like the business side. Well, it's for me. It's not a. Uh, I mean, I guess sometimes it would be, but it's mostly the right of association. So if I own a bit, I and this I'm mean, going to be like it's going to be like the same thing as the housing. If you're Walmart or Amazon or any of these like big companies, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to discriminate in any capacity during no. your hiring, uh, unless it's going to be a bad business decision, like yeah. hiring a woman that gave the, went into labor <laughs> during <laughs> your. That probably not be a good business decision to hire that woman since she won't no. be able to work for a while. But if you are a small business owner with like these mom and pop shops mom and pop shops or just a place that has even a place that has like three different locations but yeah. you only have like 20 employees yeah i think you sh- i think you should be allowed to exercise your right of association in those cases yeah i do see that like you don't want to hire somebody that you know is not you don't want to not hire somebody just because they're a woman or they're Hispanic or something, you you kind of need to give them a fair chance on that, but you need to take a look at. Their... I mean, I don't even. I agree with that. I think okay. So if a white guy wants to open a place and only hire white people, whatever. If a black guy wants to open a place and only hire black people, whatever. Whatever. If some gay person wants to open a, a gay thing, let's, let's talk about like I don't know, like a gay like a gay bar. 
or a gay club because those are the only places that I know that are like exclusively con- considered to be you know gay hangouts would be yeah. <laughs> you want you only want to hire uh, gay people or bi or L- LGBT people if you only want to yeah. hire LGBT people whatever you can do that that's yeah. fine I can see that because you don't want to make your people uncomfortable so to speak yeah and 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 the fears of if we allow people to do that then discrimination is going to run rampant and no people of certain things are going to have jobs anymore that's not true because people are will boycott like if if a place in a certain for example in california if somebody opens a business in california and discriminates against hiring minorities they're not going to be open for very long (laughs) so i think we should just leave that as long as it's a small small business leave it open to to social scrutiny yeah i can understand that like you don't want to be like shot down or something because you hired the one gay person in town yeah uh, enough with workplace so we've tackled workplace discrimination housing discrimination the supreme court case um let's go in to well actually it's tie what we just now talked about into the religious freedom aspect of LGBT issues, which is should businesses be compelled to provide services? Like? Like the uh, infamous uh, wedding cake. Oh, okay. Where the lady refused to make a wedding cake for a gay couple. Yeah, I don't know if it was a lady, but yeah, it was a small business. Uh, some, I think it, I don't know if it was in Indiana. No, it was it in wasn't. Kentucky because there. It was around the time that the. Are you sure? I think it was. It might have been in Georgia. Maybe I thought it. It was. It happened in America. It was America <laughs> in in a hick state. Um, I know it was around the time that the lady from Kentucky was. It was. Oh God, not a senator, but like one of the government. Oh, oh, Kentucky. You're talking about Kim Clark from Kentucky. Yes, her. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Because no. that's that's government. That's government. Government shouldn't be protected to be able to discriminate against people for any reason. But but the the wedding cake. Um, so you do know what I'm talking about with the wedding cake? Vaguely, I've heard about it a few times. Just a gay couple yet wanted to buy a wedding cake from this small business, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, but that conflicts with my religious views. I don't want to provide a wedding a wedding cake." They're like, "I'll tell you, I'll sell you a cake, just not for a wedding." Yeah, I understand. I I can see where they're coming from, but that'd be like, I've heard this many a times. Like that'd be like. I'm allergic to peanuts, and you're eating peanuts. You're offending me. Uh, I mean okay, that don't make sense. Yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> that's kind of a uh, stretch. Yeah, but just because it goes against your religion, it's not like you yourself are doing something that is against your religion. You are providing a service. For- but you, but you are. Are you? Yeah, I mean, so look, so you can be you can be Christian and support gay people or not, and in this case, they didn't hate gay people. They just don't think that that they think that weddings or marriage, sorry, that marriage is inherently a a man and woman, uh, and has to do you know with God. Mm-hmm. So in in their views. And the way they run their business, which I'm assuming is uh, through their religious views, which is, I mean, how anyone runs their business, they put their views into it, and most of the time. And so they would be providing services to a, in their view, sacrilegious ceremony. Okay. So should they be forced at gunpoint, 
because that's, I mean, that's what laws are, at gunpoint against their will to provide services to, in this example, ceremonies that, that, that completely go against their own beliefs. See, they shouldn't be, because it's like a small business, like the back to the Walmart mm-hmm. thing. Like you go to Walmart and you're gay, you get a wedding cake, okay, whatever. But I do see what you're saying where like a small mom and pop shop, they are doing something that is going against their religious views. I do understand this. Um, it's just discretionary about who's doing what. Yeah. But we are we do have free speech. It is their right to refuse service to anybody. Like we have the right to refuse service for anybody whenever it comes to their hair because certain reasons. Right. Well, and there was this uh, case in Canada not too long ago that where this transgender male to female, but in this case, it again was it was just a dude wearing a wig mm-hmm. and dressed quite literally, and uh, he was trying and I say he because if you know who I'm talking about it. it this person doesn't deserve to be called the opposite. Um, we can get into that later, why I say that. But, right. And he was trying to force these women to uh, wax his balls. And they refused. I think it, uh, I don't want to give the number, but I'll guess. I, th- I think it was like it was some at least five, I think. My three, first three to question five. is, why do you want your balls waxed? That hurts to get your yeah. eyebrows waxed. Why yeah. would you want that? I have no clue. But he, he went to them and they were like, um, we don't feel comfortable doing that. And, he, and so he sued them and got them shut down because they discriminated against him as a transgender person. Because they wouldn't provide him with services that they provide to other women, even though he was literally just a man wearing a dress and a wig. See, that's different. It's this person I... also is a sexual predator to children, but I won't get into that. That's the reason why I'm saying this person does not Jesus deserve to be called. <laughs> but no, like we, whenever I was in cosmetology school, we yeah we would wax the bikini line. We would do Brazilian. That's where everything must go. But we would not do that to the male anatomy because we're not comfortable like right and even if it uh, this is a question I'm not, uh, were you taught that in any circumstance if you felt uncomfortable giving a service that you had the right to deny it yes even if it was a woman yes that's, that's what i figured because you're touching someone else in a you know very intimate place like right. um we were taught like, now, whenever I was in school, you couldn't refer refuse service to anybody or you'd be kicked out for the day unless it was, like, waxing balls. Hmm. But we were taught, especially where I work at now, like, I don't do highlights because I'm very uncomfortable doing them. If you are uncomfortable providing a service, you should not be made to do that. Waxing a penis and testicles is different than waxing a vagina. That and balls smell weird. <laughs> I know if you don't wash your bits, you don't smell fresh as a daisy either. <laughs> you're not. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> like there was one day, someone was like, if they were refusing to do a bikini wax because she smelled weird. You opened up the aesthetics room, and it smelled like three-day-old tuna. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we agree. We can agree on at least that part. That. that <laughs> That they should be able to refuse services for things like that. Oh, man. All right. 
uh, let's go into transgender rights. So, military service. Yes. They can now serve in the military, but there was a little while back the whole Trump uh, transgender military ban. I don't think I heard about that when I don't read into politics. Yeah. Well, it was a re- it was a real quick thing. I think like he did it by tweet. So I don't have Twitter. Neither do I. <laughs> but so he banned uh, military people until it was overturned. Or military people. He banned transgender people from serving in the military, uh, at least definitely in combat roles, mm-hmm. for a time until it was overturned. And this was on the basis. Uh, I don't want to speak to him because I I actually didn't read that much about it when it happened either but I do know that the uh, medical side of being transgender and the mental illnesses attributed to being transgender Mm -hmm. played a role in why uh, he didn't see them fit to serve in military see I understand that because like I have been told by an army recruiter with my mental health and my physical health I would not be able to serve yeah like, they have to take in consideration, like, yes, we're going to have people coming back with PTSD and anxiety and depression issues, but why would you want to send somebody with those issues already? Right, and especially at a time that we have uh, very high suicide rates in the military. Yes. And um, so, on, and on those LGBT, not LGBT, sorry, uh, the transgender people having the mental health conditions, you want to read real quick, uh, that LGBT people in general are at a higher risk of drug use and developing a use disorder. They're twice as likely to experience mental health conditions. They're at higher risk for suicidal thoughts and attempts, which I just said would definitely not be a good combination with the suicidal thoughts and attempts that are happening with being in the military and the PTSD. Um, and then there, and then also almost 50% 50% of transgender adults report considering suicide in 2015. There's no record that I know of for any year after 2015 for that. But I imagine it's probably around the same area, if not possibly higher. Because I know a lot of the medications and stuff you have to be on, mm. they mess with you mentally because you're going, say so you're going from male to female. You're so used to I kind of experienced this because I've got the polycystic ovarian, so my testosterone is higher than my estrogen. You start messing with those levels, you're going to start causing some problems in your hardwiring. Yeah, yeah. anytime you're messing around with chemicals in your bodies, there there's probably going to be some kind of after effect uh, along with it. But, like I said, you have to be careful. Like, the medicine they they are on, like you said, it can mess with it. Like, and then they have to take from being being on estrogen, they have to be on antidepressants, and then they have to be on anxiety medicine. And then it's just like a freaking pill salad. Yeah. And, and um, if you're in the military, the military's paying for that, Yeah, I imagine. They're, they're having to pay for the medic, medicaid. I actually don't know how this works, but I assume that the military in some capacity takes on your medical expenses when you're in it, at, at least definitely when, after you've left in the VA, which is all taxpayer dollars. So, all right. Um, bathroom bans. Yes. Okay. So, 
Personally, I see it as just, if it's a one-person bathroom, just whatever. Just go go pee. Yeah. But I see why some people are worried. They think that, like, someone that identifies as female and they're male, biologically, they're worried, oh, they're going to assault me or my children. But 90% of the time, there is that slim 10%. If they are you know, transgender, and they're going to where they identify, they're just going in there to pee. They ain't going in there to do drugs or, okay, some people do drugs in the bathroom, but they're yeah. not, <laughs> especially here, where we're from. Right. here. So here is, is here are my thoughts on the bathroom ban, is that, so before, first of all, uh, the bathroom stuff wasn't yeah. even brought up by transgender people. It, it was brought up to the, to the public, um, the public attention mm-hmm. by non-transgender. I mean, I'm sure there were some, but the majority of them were just LGBT activists that weren't trans because uh, they were championing trans issues. The majority of trans people didn't bring this up. I was just like, I went into the bathroom to pee. Be- yeah, because they were already going to the bathroom to pee and nobody yeah. knew. And that wasn't an issue. It because it really shouldn't have to be an issue because, like I said, you're going in there to I go mean, to the bathroom. So I understand how it's an issue if people know about it. Yeah. If people are aware that, hey, we're allowing the opposite sex into your bathroom. It's going to cause a panic. Right. You know about it. Yeah. If we didn't know, like we did before, and that someone looks straight up like a woman walked into the woman's bathroom, and someone that looks straight up like a man walked into the man's bathroom, but they had the opposite genitalia, you didn't know. No. So it was no harm, no foul. So I, it would, I think it would have been better if they would have just kept their mouth shut. Yes, yeah. If 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 the LGBT activists didn't, they should never have brought that up because that wasn't really an issue at all um, until now. And the only reason it's an issue now mm-hmm. is because they're wanting to apply that to people that aren't completely presenting as yeah. the opposite sex. So now you'll have. I mean, I don't want to say you will, but there's a possibility that you will have people that identify as transgender but aren't presenting as the opposite sex going into the wrong bathroom. Yeah. Which will now be considered the right bathroom. And then, like we talked about, there are some people who say they identify as trans, like the Canadian dude, who are child predators that can now legally... yeah. Yeah, they can now legally go into the bathroom of the gender that they are saying that they are and and this canadian dude he okay and this is why i don't understand what people say that they wouldn't do it in the bathroom this dude is doing it in plain open sight he he put together and organized a, a party for girls the age i want to say 12 to 16 but it might have been younger topless swimming pool party yeah no that he would attend and then he lied about saying he would attend it but there's documentation that said he was going to attend it and he lied about even having to do with the organization of it but there's also documentation about that it had his name on the event so that was kind of a really stupid thing to lie about like your kids shouldn't be topless unless they're like three and under yeah i mean that's so if if people like that who are using the LGBT platform to promote pedophilia, which yeah. is a whole other discussion, um, <laughs> are doing it straight out in the open. 
Yeah. Why would they not also take advantage in the hidden? Yeah. I, it's, it's, to me, that's kind of like common sense logic that they would do that. Uh, the last thing on the bathrooms, because because if you're talking about that, you mentioned the trans bathroom, is that some people are arguing for, uh, specifically in schools, for either trans or unisex bathrooms. See, I was reading, it's one of my Facebook friends, they're a drag king around here. They went to the, it doesn't matter which bathroom they go into, they don't feel comfortable, so they went into the family bathroom. Mm -hmm. And this guy was yelling at him, I was like, do you have kids? No. Well, you're not disabled. Why are you in the family bathroom? To pee? Yeah, I know people that go in the family bathrooms quite a bit. Yeah, it doesn't without matter. Without kids. Yeah, I was like, you're going in there to go to the bathroom. You're not going in there to, I, I don't know, watch porn and masturbate and do drugs. I don't know. There may be some people to do that. <laughs> that, but, sound, that sounds like my husband. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the idea of requiring schools specifically, to put in place unisex or trans bathrooms is a terrible idea. Because then you have to, first of all, you have to create a whole new bathroom. And that's just taking funds from where they really need it. Like, for example, Boonville, the high school, they, Mm -hmm. instead of replacing the freaking ceiling in the art hallway, they bought TVs that they don't use and the microwave that they don't use, but the diet, but... We remember the microwave. It was old as shit. <laughs> then my senior year, someone exploded a Hot Pocket in it. Jeez. And it smelled like burnt Hot Pocket for like two weeks. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, unnecessary monetary cost. And then if we're also worried about, um, because cause they say that bullying plays a very large role in like teen and child suicide thoughts among yeah. specifically LGBT people. If you are then putting up a bathroom saying, hey, if you go in this bathroom, you're trans. Yeah. Kind of like a big, big red flag saying, bully this person. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you have the schools that are like, yeah, we don't condone bullying. And then whenever you try to report it, you're a tattletale. Yep. I, I hate schools. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to the next thing, um, which is disclosure. Should transgender people, obviously, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying this should be a law or anything, but like socially, should transgender people disclose the fact that they're transgender to, uh, hookups or, uh, um, potential dating partners? I don't know. I mean, it'd probably be a good idea. So like if, like, say they're going to perform oral or anything they're not surprised like wait you said you're a woman and you have a penis what the fuck yep but i i think it's a good idea but it i don't know like should it be required you shouldn't have to but i think if you're gonna see each other naked just be like hey heads up yeah it's probably important because okay there are some extremely convincing trans Mm-hmm. women uh some that look like straight up like they were just born women you can you would never be able to tell the difference until yeah. they pull those pants down yeah so 
It's kind of like if you have a sexually transmitted disease. You're not required to, but you probably should. So you're equating being trans... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's And and you, you can't... If you don't, and then you get into the apartment or house or motel or wherever you're taking them, and, you pull, and they find out you have a penis and you get punched... <laughs> I feel like that's on you. Um, but then also on the disclosure, so one argument that was being made by some pretty radical um, LGBT activist was if you did require that or you did find out that they were trans mm-hmm. and then you were like, uh, nope, sorry, that you are transphobic. Mm, I don't think that would be transphobic. It's just like... It's uh, sexual preference. Which is that. the whole point of LGBT, <laughs> yeah. is championing your ability to have sexual preferences. But they say that if you have sexual preferences against LGBT people, specifically trans people, then you are discriminating. <laughs> I mean, you are discriminating. It's a form of good discrimination of, hey, I don't like this, but I like this. Yeah. I I don't know. So that I could see it both ways. Like, it's... Say you're with, you're, you get to the hotel room or wherever the fuck you're going and they don't tell you and you're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? You're like, are you biologically a woman? No, sorry. You're, you're a nice person, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty important. I mean, for example, for me, think about, okay, think about this. Because trans people obviously have sexual preferences too. Yes. And some trans women, uh, they're not they're not gay men. They they're I mean, for the sake of talking biologically, they're straight men mm-hmm. who put on the appearance of being a woman. So if another woman comes, and they're trans, but neither of them present that they're trans to each other, they get back, and the trans the the first trans woman finds out that the other trans woman isn't actually a woman but is trans. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing as a straight man thinking that the trans woman is a real woman. Yeah, and that's not it's not discriminatory for the trans woman to be like, "Hey, you're another trans woman. I thought you were a woman. That's not cool." Yeah. <laughs> Like the, like I said, it's like STDs. You you don't have to tell them, but it's probably it's, a good it's idea. A good idea. Yeah. All right. Don't wake up with the weird itch in the morning, <laughs> right? Or the sore asshole. <laughs> but well, if you put things in there, they're not supposed to <laughs> go to the ER because you got a whiskey bottle shoved up oh, your man. ass and can't get it out. Mm. <laughs> okay. Pre- <laughs> Pronouns. Yes. Should it be legally required that you refer to someone else as their preferred pronoun? Legally, no, but it's it's like calling, I don't know, a child it. Like, it's kind of like, what the fuck, why are you doing that? Like, I call everybody dude. I call the toilet dude. Yeah, see, my my policy is, first of all, if if they are, if they're not forceful about it, yeah. And they are trying to really present themselves as yeah. the opposite gender, and they have done nothing to rub me the wrong way. Yeah. Then I'm going to be respectful. And I'll, I'll d- depending on how comfortable I am with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I have a YouTuber that I watch all the time. Her name is Blair White, and she is a uh, transgender woman. I have no problem calling her her. Yeah. And uh, this Amy person for the Supreme Court, I have no problem her her either because I. 
I don't know anything about her. It's not like the Canadian dude where yeah. it's like, I'm going to sue See, you because you won't wax my balls. Right. I don't think that he deserves the respect no, of because... being called that. And if you're trying to force me to call you something, I don't think you deserve the respect for me to be calling you that. Yeah, I understand that. Like, if you, like, say I was presenting myself as a as a guy, and be like, hey, can you, can you please refer me to as he, him, instead of she, her... Right, yeah, if you're being respectful about it yeah. or whatever. And then, so, uh, for a personal example, when I worked at the youth home, we had a transgender, it was a, girl, it was a girl who actually turned out to just be a lesbian who was butch, but was pressured into thinking that she was trans. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time she did, so I'll just, we wanted to be called him yeah. and he. <clears throat> I... Didn't want to do that, but I'm not going to be disrespectful because that person didn't do anything disrespectful to me. So instead of calling her him or him her, I just used the name. Yeah. Which is fine. You just call them by their name and then you're not, you are not sacrificing your principles and you are not being disrespectful. Yeah. Or if I'm not sure if I don't know you and I, or like if I'm not, it's not clear that you're a male or a female and be like, dude or... They, them, or I'm not going to use it because that's, that's rude. But. Yeah. Okay. So we pretty much completely agree on pronouns. You you know that um, some places have made it illegal to call people uh, the wrong pronoun? What? Yeah. In, in, in Canada, it, it's, a, it's an offense. But in the U.S., uh, specifically in New York, New York City, you can be a business anyway. I don't think individuals are affected by it right now. Mm-hmm. But if you are an employee at a business and you refer to someone as the opposite pronoun, then your the business can be sued $250,000. What the hell? Yeah. They, they also put in, uh, just to tie this real quick, quick into free speech, because it's a free speech issue. Yeah. Um, you, can't, you can't tell people they have to say something or can't say something unless it's, you know, an act of violence, but New York also put in place another $250,000 fine where you are not allowed to call people illegal aliens. Okay. Like, stop policing people's speech. <laughs> that like, make you, that, that's a legal term. Like, yeah. that's, that's how the the government refers to it in all documents is illegal alien. Yeah, it's not so, like I'm calling them, I don't know, like a pig or something derogatory. Right, but no, they consider it derogatory. That's a derogatory term. Welcome to 2019. It's, yeah, it's getting crazy. All right. Um, here will be here will be a fun one. Marriage. Okay. I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume that <laughs> that you're in favor of gay marriage. I'm just like, okay, you want to put it in your butt? Cool. Mm-hmm. You want to put it? In, you want to scissor each other? Fine. Like that's where it's like you. I'm moving Ooh. the table. You have the right to. Marry who you want. Except for children. Don't marry children. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, not a good idea. <laughs> so, this is a complicated issue for me, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Really? <laughs> but, okay, so I completely agree. You should be able to be with whoever you want. You should be able to do whatever you want sexually with whoever you want, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you. Um, so, I'm not religious, so I don't necessarily believe that religion is is uh, now tied to God or whatever. Yeah. But 
the history of of marriage is between man and woman only. Well, not just between me. It, it it is a fabrication of um not that fabrication wasn't the right word, but I'm sure people know what I meant. It is a thing that was put together by religious by way of religion. Yeah. So I mean historically it is a religious practice. Yes. So so we can't throw out the fact that it is religious practice, even even though now some people get married without the religious thing attached to it. Yeah, I tried that. Grandma said no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's hard to get married without doing that. I didn't want to be married um, with the Bible and say the you know God stuff and all that. But yeah, I didn't either. Happened. But you know how our family is. It's like you got to do it this way. Yeah. Like, I was no. tricked into it. But anyway, <laughs> because originally it's like, yeah, we're gonna do a wicked wedding and piss off everybody. <laughs> and then my mom was like, oh hell no. I'm like, god damn it. So and that's how it was. Was you you depending on what your religious value? Because at those times, there was pretty much no one that didn't have religious values. Yeah, it was a religious practice. Yes. It had nothing to do with the government at all. And now it so, kind of does. Yes, it does. Do you know when that started? I do not. Marriage was not a legal status until 1913, which was not that long ago. And the only reason... I mean, considering it's 2019, that was like a thousand and something years ago. Wait, did you say 1913 or 1813? Uh, 1913. Oh, fuck, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's like more than a hundred years ago, but that's not like 1813. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it wasn't that too far long ago. No. And so, because America has been a country since the 1700s, mm-hmm. which means we went like a thousand years or something without yeah. marriage being a legal practice at all. Yeah. It didn't become a legal practice until 1913 under the uh, Revenue Act, which, because income tax wasn't a thing. No. The only time we had income tax was during the Civil War because income tax was only supposed to be used during emergency situations where the government needed more money to operate. Yeah. Um, but people wanted more programs. And wanted to make the government bigger, so we we did the the Revenue Act of 1913 and put in place a permanent income tax, and they added marriage into it to make it a legal thing, so that you'd get you know you, you, taxes. Yeah. So I don't think the government has any place in marriage, and if it didn't have any place in marriage, then that's fine. You get married to whatever you want. Yeah. Um. But if it is going to be a legal practice and it is tied in to income tax, I don't know if I necessarily support gay marriage because the point of legal marriage is to su- is to support and promote the you know man woman family yeah and it's supposed to provide men- uh, benefits. For that. So that's where I see that. I mean, before we had legal gay marriage, we still had civil unions, which provided literally everything that legal marriage did except for uh, the tax benefits and stuff. And then you couldn't claim you couldn't claim your spouse on whatever, but they could have changed it to where you could claim your spouse on your insurance and everything as a dependent or, yeah. or whatever. And that would have been fine. They didn't have to make a legal status where it ties into tax income because you're not having children. Sure, you can adopt. Some pe- I guess some people some people do have children. Yeah. But not at the rate 
that uh, mainstream marriage does. Yeah. I, I see where you are coming from, especially from, like, the religious part. Like, me and you were both not religious, but our family is. Mm-hmm. But how do I word this? Like, I'm not looking at it from the government perspective. I'm looking at it, looking at it from the humanity from the, the the people point of view not the government like i do like you have the right to get married but i understand where you were coming from from the government side of it like the le- the legal the legal side of yeah. it yeah all right but i mean but we do both agree <clears throat> that you should be able to do whatever you want with anyone and that marriage just 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 marriage in general not not talking about legal or not legal but marriage in general you should be able to be married to whoever you want to be married. Yeah. We just disagree on the legal aspect of it. Yes. Okay. Just don't marry kids. That's still yeah, bad. Yeah, just don't marry kids. <laughs> That's bad. I don't even know if I disagree with polygamy. I mean, we don't have to get into that, but... That's a whole other subject. Yeah, it's a whole other subject. But I mean, I mean, if, if it wasn't a legal thing... Like, again, that's like... If you want to get married to someone that has multiple wives or or the opposite, mm-hmm. what, whatever. Do whatever you want. Right. Just don't fuck animals and don't fuck kids. Yeah. And I am i don't know this. I have to look this up. But I'm wondering if polygamy is only illegal because you would then have a bunch of people getting tax benefits from marriage. That sounds like a government thing. That yeah. sounds correct. Because yeah, our government's kind of fucky. I have to... I have to look that up. All right. Uh, we just got a few more things here. So, oh, um, adoption. Yes. I mean, I don't know why I wrote this down because I don't, I mean, I, I think that they should be allowed to adopt. So I knew we wouldn't have a disagreement on that. No, it's like, here, here you go. <laughs> Oprah style. You have a child. You have a child. What? You can't hear a pedophile. No. <laughs> but, but, but now I guess we can talk about, I have a feeling this is probably going to go back to where we've gone through like five times. <laughs> but but should adoption agencies be allowed to discriminate on who can adopt their children? Because I think that was the main reason why their adoption was an issue, because the agencies were discriminating against uh, gay couples from adopting because, yeah. I know in Russia, you can be kicked off a building and like killed because you're gay. That's why if you adopt from Russia- Middle East. Yeah, Definitely. that general. Ow, I hit myself in the head. That general area you can't adopt from there if you're gay. I don't even know if they have these. Any, I assume they do, but like uh, Christian, Catholic uh, uh, orphanages or whatever. They're not so common as they were like back in the day. A lot of them. Like, I don't think we even have orphanages around here in southern Indiana. Yeah, we don't. Hillcrest used to be an orphanage, but then it was converted, so. Like, around here, it's just, you have to go out of state, out of the country, or, like, if you're uh, fostering, you decide if they're, like, out, you can get them out of the foster system if they're not reunited with their family. Oh, I'm too bad for nothing reunited with their family i think you can adopt them i'm not sure how that works i'll have to ask one of my cousins but if if parent i mean not every kid gets put up for adoption by their parents necessarily 
Yeah. But parents that give their kids up to adoption to Christian organizations, such as a Catholic orphanage, if those are even still a thing, should the orphanage be able to discriminate in their adoption process to giving the child to a Catholic family, let's say? It really should not matter. I think what they need to do before adopting out any kid is I think they do background checks anyway. Making sure that they don't have any... Visiting the home, make sure they have the right living conditions and all that. Like if they went to my house, they'd probably be like, oh, hell no, you got too many dogs. (laughs) Yes, and here's where... This is is one that I actually don't have a solid opinion on. I don't know if I would support them not giving the kids up for adoption based on that or not. See, like I think... Like I said, I think they just need to do a background check, you know, check to see, like... If they're a felon, why they were a felon? Mm-hmm. Like if it's a violent crime, obviously no. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Or like if they were, if they're a registered sex offender, obviously no. Or um, make sure that they are going to financially be able to support this kid. I know there's a lady that her kids were taken away because she was on drugs and she got clean. You know, she got help. She's clean. She's been clean for a couple of years, and they still won't give her her kids back. She lives with her mom, I think. And this is from, uh, this is CP, CPS, CPS DCS, or whatever. Yes. Not a, um, uh, adoption. It's no. the government withholding. Yes, it's government, not a orphanage. It's one of my husband's cousin's friends or some mm. shit. They're, oh yes, okay. I remember you telling me about this. Yes, they're uh, they're living with their mom, and the state won't give her back her kids because they say that she can't afford it. But she's staying with her mom, you know, so she can get her kids back. And they're like, "No, you don't make enough." But I'm living with my mom, so I technically do. Yeah, and this is it's a stupid argument because there's other kids that live. Um, there are other kids that live in conditions where their parents don't make hardly any money but the government hasn't taken the kids away just because they don't have enough money according to the government yeah just because there hasn't been a case of abuse or neglect yeah like that that case you were telling me where the dad posted the picture yes marion county dcs yes took the kid away because because he posted a picture of himself holding his actually don't even know if it was on his facebook it might have been his the mother's Facebook because somebody else took the picture of the father laying in the bed with his shirt off and his daughter on his chest sleeping. And she was like no older than two. Right. Yeah. She was, she was a uh, infant and, and they took it, took her away from the fit from the father. And they, for that reason, actually, I don't know if it was for, sorry, (laughs) specifically for that reason, but that's why they withheld her from him after they did an investigation and found absolutely nothing wrong with the home, nothing wrong with the conditions, no neglect, no abuse. And then they used that picture in court to withhold the child for a certain amount of time. Eventually got him back, but that's, yeah, that's messed up. And that's the fucked up part because whenever your children are born, they immediately strip you down and put your naked baby on naked you. It's skin to skin contact. Right. Yeah. It's a, government just gotta get out of stuff if you enjoyed this conversation i have with ashley please like and share
and I'm happy to tell you that this is only one half of our conversation, the other half in which we discuss topics such as conversion therapy, the sexualization of children in LGBT advocacy groups, and whether or not sexuality is a choice, we released next Friday as its own episode.